0: Well, now that I've got your attention, it's Gigi here, the Chatterbox, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it more than you know. This is a, a podcast where I get to talk and share my experiences of all things to all people, i.e. you guys listening, about everything. Like, there isn't going to be a taboo topic. I want to just share things that have been of interest to me, of help to others, and um, questions that we all pose to the universe I guess and um, receive some feedback from you guys about what you'd like to hear more of what you think of my podcast and what you want to hear less of I guess and and let's make this an interactory experience for us all so that being said welcome to my channel and let's get on to tonight's po- podcast podcast thank you Hey Trippers, Gigi here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I don't know what I'm doing at the moment with my soundboard. Um, um, uh, I'm clicking wrong buttons, which is really annoying. So anyway, I think I've got it back. Let me have a look. Yes. Okay, now that was a mucked up introduction, wasn't it? But I have Figured it out, so that's a good thing. And now we can move on. Excellent. Now, today I thought I'd have a chat with you all about, you know, lockdown and lockdown... lockdown. Well, it was a bit like a lockdown because the town was locked, but I wanted to chat about lockdown and lockdown fatigue in particular. Um, And along with lockdown fatigue... I wanted to chat about opening up anxiety. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a mucked up freaking individual emotionally. But I have suffered with both of those things to the max, particularly in the most recent lockdown, which feels like it went for about 25 years. I just feel that it's had such an impact upon me emotionally much more than I thought it ever would. Um, and it really has fucked me up a, a little bit emotionally. Um, I, I do suffer from anxiety. I suffer a lot from social anxiety, which um, a lot of people don't know. Um, I think I'm pretty good at masking that. <laughs> and whether I mask it or not, I'm not really sure whether I, I do mask it, I think, People don't realize I've got social anxiety because I am actually a very social person. If that makes sense. People get really surprised when I say I suffer from social anxiety. They look at me like, but you're one of the most outgoing people we know. Like, you enjoy socializing, you enjoy mixing with people, you enjoy meeting new people, trying new things doing a podcast, like you put yourself right out there. I've done stand-up comedy, for God's sake. But, you know, if anybody knows anything about social anxiety, it actually has nothing to do with how you actually present. It's about how you feel and how you struggle with how you feel. That's what it's about. it's, It's like any sort of mental health, you know, unless it's really out there. And there's a very small, minute, Portion of the population that wear their mental health really out there. You know, the, the vast majority, you wouldn't know that they suffer from certain mental health conditions, you know. So, unless you're really, you know, in a florid psychotic episode, um, a lot of mental health goes undetected and un, unrecognizable because it's not something that you wear out outwardly all of the time you know um sure once you get to know people and you know them more intimately then yes you can see where their mental health is and how it's fluctuating for them but even so there are there are many people i know that i would have never guessed if they hadn't have told me that they've got certain mental health um struggles you know um and i'm one of them like i i do struggle at times i don't think it's necessarily you know crippling all of the time in fact I don't think it's crippling most of the time I think it's crippling a small minority of the time Um, but even then I don't think it, it has a huge impact on you know me functioning in society or me attending work or me you know doing things I enjoy a lot of the time like you know it just means that it sometimes has a bigger impact upon me emotionally than at others <laughs> and I can regulate my emotions, like I don't spill out there all of the time, you know, I'm not in a huge puddle of mess of emotion that you need to mop up every every second, but you know, I do struggle with it and, and this lockdown has really made me struggle with it, but Equally, the opening up of lockdown has probably, probably made me struggle even more. You know, and I'm being really open and honest about this because I, I just want to put it out there that it's not a stigma and it's not a big issue. You know, you don't have to worry. It's just how it is. You know, and I think that a lot of people don't hear that about mental health. You know that. It's just a part of the person. It's okay. It doesn't mean I'm going to go and find a bridge and jump off it. You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not wanting to self-harm. I'm not wanting to take high risk, high risks, you know. I'm not wanting to, you know, go and do high-risk activities, although I do enjoy high-risk activities. <laughs> um, well, not high-risk, but I, I enjoy... High adrenaline activities, I guess, which do pose somewhat high risk. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, but yeah, I just want to say it's not a huge stigma, you know. Um, it's not everyone's Sybil. you know. I think we've moved on from those days, and we need to learn that you know it's not a stigma to have mental health. But equally, people with mental health aren't, you know, aren't three-headed monsters or don't have 20 million personalities, although, you know, there is um, people who do have multiple personalities, um, that's true. But, you know, it's not a high portion. The high portion of people with mental illness um, are those that suffer from anxiety and depression um, and OCD. You know, I don't tend to suffer from depression I think I'm too happy to have depression. According to the DSM, I'm too happy to have depression. Um, But I do suffer from anxiety, and it wasn't something I always suffered from. Like, it's really odd. Like, I don't know where that stemmed from. I never used to suffer from anxiety, and I think I just do now because of, I don't know, it, it becomes stronger. I think I've suffered from anxiety for quite a long time. But I've kind of viewed it differently. I think I've had anxiety but I've not thought of it as anxiety or not recognized it as anxiety. I think I've just gotten nervous, you know, maybe maybe the terminology has changed in my mind and in people's views of anxiety. Like growing up people didn't have anxiety, they just got nervous, I think. You know, it's like and it was a natural and normal thing. And that kind of bothers me that we've moved so far away from that because growing up, you know, if you had an exam or you had to give a presentation at school or at uni or something like that, it was really considered very normal to be anxious, you know, to be nervous about it. And if you weren't, you were kind of looked at like, well, you haven't prepared enough (laughs) because you're not nervous enough to present. And it was kind of seen even in the world of comedy, stand-up comedy, as a really positive thing or the entertainment industry was that people had to have performance anxiety or, you know, them pre-performance jitters and nerves and and that was a good thing because it gave you the edge to perform better. You know, you were told, oh, that's really good because, you know, you're going to get out there and if you're anxious, if you're nervous, you're going to perform better. Whereas nowadays, we've moved to, don't be silly, anxiety. What are you talking about? You haven't got anxiety. Get over yourself. Move on. You know, just a minute. Anxious, anxious, anxiety, you know, you shouldn't have. You know, why have you got that for? That's just silly, you know. Silly to be anxious about that. You know, and we've really stigmatized it and we've made it a negative thing. And I think we kind of need to just debunk it a bit and go back to the old days where it was okay to be Nervous, anxious, whatever you want to call it. It was fine. It was, it was good. Good job. Good job you're feeling like that. It's normal to feel like that. And I just want to say it's normal still to feel anxious around situations. Where I guess for me, I suppose it kind of takes over a bit more than being normal is when it, it impacts upon what I go and do or what I don't go and do. Because, you know, and that's, that becomes a bit more concerning for me because I, I guess I reduce my experiences or I limit them or I, I miss out on them, I suppose, to be honest. Because, you know, it's not just around being anxious. Like, like I said, like I'm fine to be anxious, you know. I'll normalise feeling anxious in certain situations, what I struggle with is social anxiety and that becomes more crippling in a way because I talk myself out of things. I allow my social anxiety to get the better of me and so, therefore, I miss out, you know. Um, And sometimes it's okay to miss out. Like, I don't beat myself up for not having gone. In fact, I... What happens? All right, um, I'll explain a little. And hopefully this will help you to understand um, what social anxiety is or at least what it is for me and hopefully for other people. Um, And for me, it's around, like, I am very social. I do go to a lot of things. I do a lot of things. I mix with a lot of people a lot of the time. But I'm also an individual that likes to be alone you know I like my own company I like my own space I like my you know I just like to do my own things have my own plans that I you know I go and do I I like to wake up and think what am I going to do today okay ABC you know I don't want a phone call saying do you want to do this you know um, because that throws out my plan I'm not really good at kind of Readjusting my day like that, it kind of, you know, it's okay if I've got a plan to go and do that. On say, for example, someone says to me on Wednesday, "Hey, on Saturday I'm going to go and do this. Do you want to come?" And I go, "Oh yeah, that sounds really good. Let's go do that." Then I'm fine to go do that. Like I'm not going to guess hike out on that because that becomes a part of my plan because I will go on Friday night in my head I will go okay I'm going to get up I'm going to do ABC and then I'm going to go with so and so and we're going to go that place and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to do da 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 and that's in the plan it's where my plan is set and that person rings on the day and says let's do this this afternoon and I'm like hmm I don't think so, <laughs> you know. So I'll make an excuse not to do that. Or, I'll, or at times I won't make an excuse and I'll say yes and then from the end of that phone call until the time I go to do it, I am really anxious. Like I am not enjoying that my day <laughs> from there on in. Like I am just going, I'm trying to think, do I make an excuse? Do I ring them back? Do I come up with something? Do I go out? the back and break my leg you know what do i do to get out of this and then i kind of talk myself into no don't be stupid like try to do that positive reinforcement and positive self-talk and it just kind of wrecks my day you know It, it just but i go and do it and i actually have a good time that's the bizarre thing like that's the strange thing about social anxiety is that I'll make myself then go and do something and enjoy what I've done and be glad that I've done it. But the builder has has wrecked me for, for, you know, maybe hours, you know. um. So the moral of that story is if you want to do something with me, then ring me and say we're going to do it in half an hour or in an hour. Please don't say let's do this tonight when it's 9 a.m. in the morning because my whole day is then wrecked. So just kind of wreck an hour don't give me time to think about wrecking it you know just just let's just do it there and then that that would be great but you know where it becomes more of an issue is if if something's pre-booked for a long time then I'll actually want to go like I'll say yep yeah, you know say like christmas is coming up and that's a really high stress anxiety provoking Freaking season for me because it's like everyone wants to do everything, and I just become overwhelmed and don't then don't do anything. You know, I just don't go to anything. I don't want to go to anything. Um, but you know, when something is pre-booked like that, where it's like, oh, in three weeks' time, we're going to meet at this place and go there. You know, and. I will have every intention of going, like, without a doubt. I will have every intention, yep, I'll be looking forward to it. I will go, and, if it's a birthday, I will have bought a gift. I will, you know, if it's Christmas, I will have bought a present. Like, you know, I'll prepare and I'll be looking forward to it. And then it gets to the week of, and I'll be like, oh, God, that's Saturday night. You know, that's that's quick. That's come up really quick. I'm not prepared. What am I going to wear? And I'll go and get, you know, I'll go through my cupboard. I'll go go out and buy something. You know, I'll get it all set. And then the day of, I'll just be like nearly in tears and, and maybe in tears. And I'll just be like, I can't go. Like I just can't go. Like what I've picked out is shit. I look like crap. You know, I'm not going to look as good as everyone else there. I'm not going to feel as good. I'm, I'm just too anxious. Everyone is going to know. I'm, not. I'm just not going to have a good time. Like, and I will hype myself up into a frenzy throughout that day. That I just get so anxio- anxious that I need to cancel. Like, and I will just, you know, I just, I'm ashamed to say this, but it's so true. I will ring and cancel, and at that moment of getting off that phone call I'll actually feel all right like I'll just I can breathe again and I can just go and I can put all that shit back in the cupboard and I can wash off the makeup or muck up my hair and I can put on my pajamas or I can go to the gym where it's my safe place and I feel confident and I feel happy and I can do what I like and and I just will move on like I don't feel bad about having cancelled Like I re- I know that sounds terrible but I don't because the relief of it for me is like so good Like it's like oh thank god Like so feeling that good doesn't make me I guess regret having cancelled it you know and I'm more than happy on the Monday to hear about how it went and what I missed out on you know and go oh yeah I'm really sorry next time like I wish I had been able to make it you know, um, and that's what it's like. You know, and and other times, other times I'll force myself to go because I do know that that's the best thing for me, and it's the right thing to do, and and I actually do want to go deep down, and I'll force myself, and those nights are excruciating because I have been, like I have had girlfriends that have sung in bands, okay, and. And I've gone along, and I've turned up to the venue, and it's when I used to smoke. So you know, my my social anxiety really didn't help my my physical health either, because I would arrive. I mean, I would drive there in in my car, and I would smoke the whole way there. Um, when I used to smoke in my car, when I used to smoke in general. And then I'd arrive and I'd always be early because that's another thing I do all of the time, I'm always early. So I would arrive early and I would sit in my car and I would hype myself up to trying to get out of my car to get into the venue, <laughs> you know. And I know it's all just freaking self-sabotaging, self-doubt and self-talk, but it's, it's crippling because I would actually try to reward – try to give myself re- rewards before I went inside, like to build my confidence up to get out of my car. And I'd do that by, by having a cigarette. Like I'd say to myself, I'll oh, just have this cigarette and then I'll go inside, you know, and then I'd look at the time and I'd be like, oh, it's still too early, it's still too early. Um, so, you know, and I could go through nearly half a packet of cigarettes before I even left my car, and I, that's not a word of a lie, you know. And I'd often have two packets of cigarettes on me because I'd know that I'd smoke nearly one of them in my car before I got there, you know. Um, and then I'd actually, a couple of times, I a couple oh, I'll admit it, a couple of times I couldn't get that courage up. Like I'd just... The anxiety got too strong. I became way too anxious um, and and too sick because I couldn't smoke anymore. So I'd feel like spewing, um, and the only way I could calm that down was to actually go home. <clears throat> and and I would like I'd just a few times, like I said, I would just drive home. And it wasn't until I actually decided that, turned on the car, put on my seatbelt, drove out of the venue, got back onto the road to head home, that my anxiety would lessen, you know, and I'd feel okay. And sometimes I'd stop off and buy a pizza and eat it in my car and feel good, you know, listen to music and just go, yeah. I, I feel bad that I haven't gone, but I feel good. You know, I feel good now. I feel like I can breathe and I can just feel okay. And I'd go home. And again, I would be okay when I walked in the door and I'd be okay with the decision to have gone home, you know, and not to have persisted and fought with myself to to go inside the venue, you know. And then other times I would smoke my packet of cigarettes or half a packet and I'd finally get up the guts and I'd walk in and I'd be okay. You know, I'd actually be okay. I'd be like, Okay, I'm in here, I'd buy a drink. Um, I'd hang out. I'd meet up with whoever I was meeting up with and and I'd have a great night like an absolutely great night and I'd drive home and I'd feel great, you know. And I don't know I don't know why it is that sometimes I could get out of the car and sometimes I couldn't. And that's what social anxiety does to me. And again, it's not because I don't want to be there. Oh, it sounds all very weird and it's quite, you know, it's it's an onion, you know, it's got many layers to this. But, you know, um, like I said earlier, yes, I'm very social and yet I have this crippling social anxiety at times. And it's not all the time, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not every single event that I that I'm invited to or that I organise or that I'm attending. It's not everyone, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot at times. It's a lot of them. Um, sometimes more than others, depending on what else is going on in my life and, and my mood. Um, and it's like I'm far better with strangers than with people I know, which is odd as well, you know. But I think it's quite common with social anxiety because I do much better in public places when there's a crowd that I don't know that's why I think I could get up and do stand-up comedy because I didn't know the audience you know so it didn't matter I I mean they were sat there judging me I mean that's the whole idea of comedy they're going to sit there and judge they're going to judge whether you're funny you know or whether they've wasted their money and they're going to complain and ask for their money back but you know, you knew you were sat there being judged or they were sat there judging you, more to the point, but you knew that and I was okay about that because that was it was kind of a job, you know, and that was all right. And even doing this podcast, like I love doing these podcasts. Um, I'm confident in doing these podcasts. I'm happy to share things that perhaps other people wouldn't share. I'm happy, you know, I'm not... I'm not ashamed, I'm not embarrassed, I'm not reluctant, you know, I'm an open book, you know, it's no secret, you can hear about stuff that affects me, I'm happy to share it. You know, if I wasn't happy to share it, I wouldn't share it, simple as that. But I, And I know that I'm sharing it hopefully to a huge audience or to total random strangers that may or may not hear this, you know, or may come across it in the car or wherever And that's okay, and that may judge, you know, and that's okay too. But a group of my friends that say, let's go to dinner Saturday night and all of a sudden I'm stuck in the car in the car park and want to just leave, you know, Or, or I won't go or I'll make up an excuse, you know, or there'll be an excuse and I'll grab it and go, yeah, yeah, actually, this is now on. I have to go to the gym, you know at 10 o'clock at night. And it's because I know those people, and it sounds really odd. And it's not because, you know, like at work, we can all sit and have lunch together. Not a problem. We all do that every day. And I'm fine. That's fine. You know, that's not an issue. Don't even blink an eye. Um, But if we were to take that lunch out and it became an event, I struggle with that. Like Christmas party, I don't like it. Like it's not like I don't like the idea of a Christmas party. I think that's great. Um, You know, it's normal. But I don't like it. There, instantly, it will kick in. It will just kick in. And look, if it's a work Christmas party, I go because it's got the work tag attached. and, And I'll go, but I feel anxious. And yet, so... Tricky, but like, if I was to meet a lot, you know, if how do I explain this? If there was a work workshop on, and we all had to go to, um, you know, say there was a conference on a conference, right? And and we were all to go to a venue where the conference was being held, and we're all going to meet there. Um, that would be fine. Like, I wouldn't have social anxiety for that. Like, I'd probably look forward to it. But if it was the Christmas party at the same venue on, you know, at lunchtime or even, you know, at night, and I was just going from home to that, I would be really nervous. Like, I would have social anxiety. And it's because of the what it is that I'm going to, you know. If it's something that has a meaning, like has a, like I have a reason for going, like a work reason or I'm giving a presentation. I mean, I've given presentations to the police academy, okay, at the police academy, not to the police academy. I don't stand there and talk to a building. I've I've done, you know, um, lectures at the police academy. I've done tutes at uni for new, um, you know, new graduates and that sort of thing. I've presented at conferences, at statewide and at international conferences. I've stood up and and presented papers. And that's fine. You know, I get normal anxiety for that. I get the nerves, that, that stuff that I was talking about earlier, that performance anxiety. I get a bit of that. And again, that's fine. And it's considered normal. And I do it, you know, and I'll go to conferences. I'll go and stay overnight at motels with people from the conference and we'll meet up at different workshops and we'll have lunch and I'll go to the conference, you know, presentations. But come the conference dinner, that's a whole other matter. Conference dinner, I freaking will back out of. And I'll spend the night in my room watching TV or I will find the hotel gym and I'll go work out or I'll go for a run or something else, it's really odd, <laughs> you know, and like I said, I will go to a work event if it's a workshop or a conference, but if it's the Christmas party, I'm probably not going to go, you know, and that's that's where it all kicks in for me. So anyway, I hope that's given you a bit of a picture about my social anxiety and maybe your social anxiety and I'd be kind of interested to know whether you have experienced that or if you've got an answer to it. Like, why is it so? Why is it so? Like, why do I do, I do that, you know? Like, even, even going, like, say, for example, with the lockdown, and this is what I wanted to get to was the lockdown. With lockdown, it actually served my social anxiety really well because I didn't have to say no to things, you know. I wasn't being invited anywhere. People weren't able to just ring me and say, let's do dinner tonight or let's go here or let's do that. Like, you know, there was none of that because there was nothing we could do. So, you know, we weren't allowed. And I kind of appreciated the government doing that because um, it made me really lose my social anxiety. I had no social anxiety for the whole of every lockdown, you know. Where I would start to get the anxiety was when the government started to talk about reopening, and I started to get like good, you know, I was I was happy we were reopening, I guess, but I wasn't excited for it, you know. And I really noticed that um, when I would hear other people be really excited for it, and I'd sit there and think, oh, maybe I should be really excited, but I'm not. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm happy. But I'm not excited. I'm happy the world's going back to normal or back to how it kind of was, and people are able to go to shops and get out and about and not be restricted. I'm happy for that. But I'm really not happy that people are going to start to invite me places. <laughs> that's not going to, that's not making me excited. You know, that's making me anxious just at the thought of it. So to see people that were excited about it made me realize that. I, I do. My social anxiety is still really there, just under the surface, you know, waiting to raise its ugly head again. Um, and particularly given we're reopened, you know, yay! Just in time for Christmas, yay! My favourite season, not <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, my my social anxiety around that around the reopening has has really increased um and i'm just wondering whether others have found you know the covid covid has created a lot of anxieties for you that maybe you didn't know you had you know it's i'm making me a bit kind of nervous to go out even into public, even into places where I haven't suffered from anxiety previously, where I have never had anxiety, where I've never even thought about being anxious, just going myself to the shopping centre and getting out of the car and walking into the shopping centre with hundreds of people there and all the shops open and people sneezing and coughing and making normal you know, throat-clearing sounds that would never have even twigged in my brain all of a sudden and making me go, oh, my God, I'm going to hospital, I'm going to die in a minute now because of you clearing your throat. Thank you. You know, um, but it's just making me anxious now. It's going to the hairdressers. I don't want to go to the hairdressers. I can now go to the hairdressers, but I'm still going to get the clippers out and do a dodgy lockdown haircut on myself because, I don't have someone breathing down my neck giving me COVID wherever I'm going to die. You know, it's really increased my anxiety in general, you know. Give me generalized anxiety now, you know. So many different forms of anxiety, for God's sake, and now I've got another form of it. Terrific. Thanks, lockdown. or thanks, COVID in general, because thanks, reopening, because now you made me more anxious again, anxious in a way that I've never really been anxious. Um, But I think you can normalise that kind of anxiety because I think it is kind of normal, hopefully, hope you agree, to feel a bit anxious about going back into the community and doing things in society that you were doing, you know, two years ago and didn't even blink your eye at. You know, just even going back to the gym is making me anxious. Like, I love it. I love the gym. I love the people. But just makes me anxious, you know, so anxious to the fact that I've changed or I'm looking at changing my work hours. And I'm kinda of glad to, because it kinda of means I can't train um the hours that I was training. And that's it's kind of sad to say that. Like it's actually you know, and it is a bit self sabotaging or sabotagery or whatever word it is. It's it's it is quite self sabotaging. Behaviour, you know, um, yeah, would I like not to have this? Yes, I would, you know, yes, I would. It would make my life a lot easier, but do I regret having it? Probably not because it's just part of who I am and I don't want to regret part of who I am because then I regret who I am and I don't regret who I am. So, you know, I guess... I've just got to suck it up and people around me have to suck it up as well because that's just who I am. So, yeah, and I and I think as a final message, just be really glad with the people that you are and the person that you are and the people that are around you. And if they don't like you for who you are, then they don't deserve you for who you are. So just remember that. All right, guys, have a great afternoon. And we will chat again soon. Sadly, we've come to the end of tonight's podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you more than you know. And um, I'm going to miss you until we next meet again. So here's a kiss on the forehead from me. Take care. Be safe. Look after each other. Be kind. And we'll chat soon. Thank you.